Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Today, I am so lucky to be joined by my host in all things celebrity gossip and mess. We have the tiger queen of hair and beauty, Gwen Flamberg. Wow. <laughs> That was a lot. (laughs) That was a lot, but you know, she is the tigress. And the woman who has read way more celebrity memoirs than anyone in the world, maybe? Sarah Herod. Oh, I think so. I'll take that title. Today, we have eligible bachelors on the prowl, crocodile attacks, jubilees, and much, much more. Before we get into all of this crocodile jubilee love triangles, that should be the title of this episode, let's start with our woes of the week. These are the stories that just made our co-hosts just clutch their pearls and not even know what to do with themselves. Sarah, what made you go whoa this week? Well, you know, the latest book that I have read and added to my collection, it happens to be right in front of me, Under Construction by Miss Chriselle Staus of Selling Sunset fame. Um, I read this book over the weekend. It was a quick read. Um, There wasn't (laughs) endless amounts of tea. It was more of Chriselle kind of giving advice, like this is what happened to me and this is why I take the high road sometimes, but I do this. But there was a few nuggets in there. Um, My personal favorite it was Chriselle revealing that her mother did not like her ex-husband, Justin Hartley, and on purpose called him Jacob throughout their entire six-year relationship would just be like, oh, it's Jacob coming. Um, and that I thought was funny. And after her mom tragically passed away, not long after her dad, a couple of years ago of cancer, her mom, her, one of her, her sisters was like, oh, did Justin reach out to you? And she was like, no, and I don't expect him to. Like, mom didn't even like Jacob. And they, like, laughed it off. And she was, like, saying how that kind of provided, like, humor in that <clears throat> sad moment. Um, so I thought Chriselle's mom being shady, not just for giving her the name Chriselle based on the gas station, was a great takeaway. Um, but Chriselle's relationship with Jason, she her Selling Sunset co-star, she touches on a little bit. But um, you mentioned before we recorded, her co-stars, Mary and Romaine, did an interview with Us Weekly recently where they said that they believe Jason is still, quote, madly in love with Chriselle and not necessarily taking the breakup well. And we know that they broke up because she wants to have kids. So do we think it's possible that Jason will give in and maybe give Chriselle a baby? Or is he going to stand by his bachelor for lifeness, even though his co-stars are out here saying he's still madly in love with her? He is feeling those fertile myrtle vibes. He is going to, as they say on Real Housewives, Potomac, shoot up the club and impregnate her (laughs) when they're having sex without permission. I love the way the Housewives of Potomac say that. But he was in love with her the second she walked in to that real estate office. He is head over heels for her. And I love seeing a bachelor switch their position and be like, oh, maybe I do want this lovely family life instead. Except it's always bad when they switch it with someone else. Like if Jason Oppenheim gets someone else, another agent pregnant, like how devastating stated would Chriselle be and then the other two quick little nuggets she was on watch happens live which was great and Andy was pretty you know asking her some good questions including whether her and Justin Hartley had a prenup Chriselle would not answer which I guess implies maybe they didn't and she probably got a good amount of money because they got married in the height of the this is us era and he also yeah. asked her if she still watches this is us or if she does and she said not anymore with her little you know, so that was some that was some oh. good. I, Chriselle and Justin Hartley are one of those that couple, that relationship, that like reality TV drama that it'll be a decade from now. And I'll still want the new nuggets. You know what I mean? Like I I'll be always yeah. in, involved in this one. After seeing Chriselle's hair, makeup and clothes after the divorce, I it looked like she didn't have a prenup. She had money to spend and it looked amazing on her. <laughs> I could have told Andy that just by looking at her. Uh, Gwen Flamberg, what made you go whoa this week? Something else that looked really rich, Travis, talking about rich looking hair and makeup. How about 
extremely rich looking jewelry. Adele Strongstress, who we adore, hit the red carpet at the Brit Awards this week, and she had a ginormous pear-shaped sparkler on her left ring finger, Mm -hmm. sparking rumors that she might be engaged to boyfriend Rich Paul. But no, she wasn't. It was just part of the styling that her stylist, Jamie Mizrahi, chose to go with her Armani Privé gown. It was a gorgeous Lorraine Schwartz. I mean, that diamond... I would like that as an engagement ring in case of anybody's listening out <laughs> there. That's exactly. Yeah. I, you know, it's there are not many pear shaped diamond rings that I think are hot. But, you know, put that on Adele with her incredible nails and that paradise tattoo. Mm-hmm. And gosh, you know, that's 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 some dreams right there. Yeah, I was sort of hoping she was engaged yeah. because she had all the turmoil with the Las Vegas show. There are all these rumors circling that she didn't like the swimming pool that they had on stage, that her and Rich were fighting, that he was being by their by their side. So, you know, an engagement ring really, really pushed in the right direction. Let us know what's happening. <laughs> well, maybe next time. Well, my woe of the week is going out to Nelly. Nelly, uh, yes, it is hot in here and apparently hot on his Instagram story without permission because he shared a sex tape of him and another woman on his Instagram story last night. Luckily, he has apologized. Uh, but shout out to this woman who hopefully will get a lot of money in a settlement uh, for her pain and struggle because nobody needs their sex tapes. I just understand how people can do it wrong. Instagram asks you like three times, would you like to filter it? Are you Okay, is this a sex tape question mark before you post? I know. So I'm not sure. Did you see the video of when he realized he was in an interview with a Barstool podcast and yeah. they went back in the moment and his face just like, why well, he goes, oh God, like he like, then he continues the interview and tries to, it's like on his phone on the side, like the moment he realized that his sex tape was on Instagram, it was pretty hilarious, honestly. It was pretty hilarious. The best single Nelly has dropped is that shock face in many, many years. Thank you, Nelly. <laughs> Well, let us get into the news. And you guys already know the drama of the week. If you've been paying attention, it is Kim Kardashian and Kanye West feud. But I want to start with Julia Fox's interview on the Call Her Daddy podcast, where she talks about her very open sexual life. She talked about her former life as a dominatrix worker. She said, quote, Though doing this just for money, I ended up learning about my own sexuality, which I'd never really had a chance to explore because my sexuality was always being used against me. My sexuality was something to be guarded, protected, and not something to be explored. She says she found out that, quote, everyone is a freak and we know it. And so it's like, I won't judge you and you judge me. She says that she was doing this in a, quote, very controlled environment and that nobody was worthy of her vagina. And she did not have sex with any of these guys. She also said that she is into foursomes, partner swapping and watching and all that kind of thing. But she hasn't had the chance to explore that yet. So maybe with Kanye, this will happen for her. But cut to Kim and Kanye, who are just at each other's throats on social media. 
Um, so their divorce, they filed for divorce in February 2021. We all thought it was going to be smooth sailing because that's how the Kardashians go. But enter Pete Davidson. <laughs> so words, words started flying when Kanye publicly slammed Kim for allowing their eldest child North to post videos on TikTok without his permission, an issue that he has discussed in the past. It's a joint account with her and uh, with North and Kim. So I'm not really seeing what's going on. Um, but Kim responded back saying Kanye's constant attacks on me in interviews and on social media is actually more hurtful to any than any TikTok North might create. She continued saying divorce is difficult enough on our children and Kanye's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively and publicly is only causing further pain for all. She called herself the main provider. Kanye had an issue with that. He said, what do you mean main provider? And then he called out Kim and said, you put security on me inside the inside of the house to play with my son and then accused me of stealing. I had to take a drug test after Chicago's birthday party because you accused me of being on drugs. He wrote on Friday. Um, he also said that she is stopping him from bringing his kids to Chicago to see some kind of sports football game. Kanye said that Kim said that he took a hit out on her too. So now there are assassins involved and now you're all caught up. Well, Kim Kardashian also talked about her divorce on Vogue and it uh, that was released today saying that her forties are all about me. I'm excited just to laugh and, you know, have fun and run in the roses. She didn't say that, but that's more along the lines of what she said. But Sarah Huron, tell me about the assassination attempts, the drug tests, the security. I mean, what, what is going on? I mean, I have endless thoughts on this. I'll try to be <laughs> concise. It's my, I mean, initially it's just like, wow, like I love drama. I love capital letter Kanye. Like this is crazy. Um, he's sharing screenshots of text messages. He's deleting, he's, he's reposting. He's not really making sense. He's on Instagram live. Then, you know, you look at it and you're like, okay, these poor kids as someone who literally wrote the Kim versus Kanye, every allegation breakdown on usmagazine.com. Oh, wow. Like, okay. do I want Northwest to read this? Absolutely not. But like, this mm -hmm. is what's happened. He does have, as Kim said, in a, session with putting things out there and kind of trying to control this narrative. And he's trying to frame it like if he gets the public sympathy, if people are agreeing with him that North is too young to be on TikTok, somehow he's he's winning this and yeah. he's going to get Kim to change her mind. And it, Kim's not going to do that. Like, I think Kim knows she's got this Hulu show. She'll get her narrative out there when she gets it out there. The fact that she released a statement at all means she's definitely fed up and annoyed. Um, but I kind of think this is like classic Kanye blowing things out of proportion. Like what I would imagine happening like at Chicago's birthday party, like a security guard like walked past him. He was like, you called security on me? Like the security guard was probably going to the bathroom and was in Kanye's like view. And she freaked out. Like maybe she asked like, are you okay with your, your meds? And then he was like, she wanted a drug test. Maybe yeah. he was, she said something like you are putting out like these attacks on me in these podcasts. And he was like, you said that I had to have you killed. Like, I would imagine Kim is saying one thing, Kanye is taking it as another thing. And then Kanye is immediately going to Hollywood Locked, going to Instagram, going to whoever will listen to say this stuff. Um, and I think it's crazy. And I, I feel bad for the kids and I feel bad for Kim. Um, and I think that Kanye should get off Instagram, but I also would never want him to because I'm a bad person and I want to keep hearing what's happening, if that makes any sense. Gwen Flamberg, are you also a bad person who loves drama? 
no matter who hurts. I mean, it, it, it lets the jury's out on all of that, Trav. There are lots of thoughts. But how about Kim Kardashian on the cover of March Vogue with the cover line saying, I have to choose myself or I yeah. choose myself or um, don't quote me exactly. But, it, you know, yeah. that is a I choose me. I, I, I Kelly choose, Taylor, you know, it was totally <laughs> Kelly Taylor. I thought exactly the same thing. But that's a pretty big statement to be on the yeah. cover of Vogue, which if you remember years back, it was kind of like um, attributed to Kanye that Kim got her first Vogue cover because oh, yeah. he had mm-hmm. been in negotiations with Anna Wintour to elevate Kim. So it's a really interesting take that she is choosing to have her coming out party saying that she chose herself on the cover of Vogue. I mean, I just feel like this is messy for those kids. And there are four of them, you guys. Yeah. Um, and you now, know, this whole, go ahead, Sarah. Oh, I was just going to say the pictures of the kids in Vogue are also epic. And when epic. I saw those, I was like, Kanye's going to freak out. But instead he posted them and wrote quote, in capital letters, God, please bring our family back together. So yeah. when he zigs, I was like, he's going to zag. It's like, I thought he'd be like, <laughs> get my kids out of the magazines. And now he's like this beautiful photo, like, And then he was spotted like going on a commercial flight at LAX. I think we all have to remember and all the collective all in the universe. Connie is not well. He is mentally ill. And I feel like scrutinizing his zigs and his zags is a little bit um, irresponsible for all of us. I, I don't know. Yeah, it is really tough because he's been open about his battle with bipolar disorder right. and we want we don't want a mentally ill person without help. We want them to get better, but we also don't want the Kardashian family to suffer because of this. And I don't know what it's going to take. The I'm sure we'll see a lot on the Hulu series. There was rumors of an intervention that the family had with Kanye. So I, that is going to be a huge point and I think we're going to see a lot of angry Instagram lives from them. Mm. Yeah. Cause like, what if, whatever they say on the Hulu show, like, even it'll be months later, like, I feel like Kanye will react to that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like, I think he it's always does. Be, like, a back and forth. Yeah. But then you have him out with Julia Fox now with this Kim K lookalike. And it's like, if I'm those girls, I'm like, you still want to get back with like, it's just, there's so yeah. much. It's I, wild. I, Sarah, thank you for bringing that up because dating Julia Fox and trying to turn her into Kim Kardashian and make her this fashion maven. And then he was spotted at Nice Guy last weekend at a party that Drake and Kendall and Travis Scott were at with a g- girl in Kim Kardashian costume, pretty much wearing a black Weird. spandex bodysuit same glasses, same hair. It was like cosplay costume. It's clear that he's hurting and wants Kim back and is doing this all to try to get her attention. And if he can't get the positive attention, it looks like he's going to you know, take that negative attention. And then you have Pete Davidson out here <gasps> calling Kim his girlfriend. Yes, oh, again. Thank you show. for bringing that up. It was it. I was honestly shocked and watched this clip a few times. So Pete Davidson was chatting with Kay Adams the host of People, the TV show, about his partnership with uh, Hellman's Mayo for an upcoming Super Bowl commercial, Sounds About Right. I saw and the commercial. It didn't do it for me. Just throwing that out there. Really? I hope they, you know, used his skin color and he looks like mayonnaise a little bit, that he no. sort of looks like mayo. Oh, okay. It, the joke was that he's like, has a punchable face. Oh, well, thank you, Kanye, for that Super Bowl <laughs> spot. I'm sure he made a lot of money off of that. Um, Nothing on the Mila, Mila Demi Moore one. That was 
is by far the takeaway, I think, from the okay. But I digress. Anyway, the TV show. <laughs> well, he was on People, the TV show, and he says, well, I don't really have Instagram. I don't have Instagram or Twitter or any of that stuff. So most of my daily life is getting into cars and showing up on set. Or if I'm off, I either just hang out with my friends or chill with my girlfriend inside. So I don't do much, he said. He was referring to Kim Kardashian as his girlfriend after the host of the show pointed out that he had a Kim Kardashian as the Virgin Mary candle on I his have desk. That too. <laughs> so Sarah has just confirmed that she is also dating Kim Kardashian because this is the gift that Kim sends all of her potential love interests. Yep, I got Kim, Kylie, and Kris Jenner on prayer candles that I light when we are in a state of emergency. Mm. Oh, that's very kind of you. Whenever we're in a state of emergency, Chris Jenner, I'm like, can you come fix this? I know you know what to do. Um, it's a photo of Kim Kardashian from the Met Gala a couple years ago. Oddly, one that she attended with Kanye as the Virgin Mary on this prayer candle. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that he's calling her his girlfriend. They have been together since October. So it's been a great many months. Glad they're using that official title. But I don't know why this sort of shocked me. I think because I thought they were like a rebound, not real relationship. And then he's his girlfriend, Gwen Flamberg. What do you think's going on here? I don't know. I mean, I think that they're together for now. And I kind of like that. It's, you know, didn't have it on my bingo card for 2022. I did not. Sarah Huron, what do you think about the Kim Kardashian prayer candle that you you belong to the church as well? So it must, <laughs> must be nice to see a brother of the cloth. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, this is still right on schedule. I said I think I gave them till February, March right. um, for the classic Pete four to five month relationship zone. So mm -hmm. nothing is surprising me yet. Um, I've given them till July. Mm, wow. If they make it to the summer, I will be very surprised. That's my new my new take on where we're at here. But she looks pretty good in a bikini when she's with him. So it could go through the summer, guys. It could. <laughs> you know, that is not something that Kim Kardashian does not think about. So good insight. Flamberg, would you please tell us about the happiest event in all of the UK in the last 70 years, the Queen's Jubilee? Oh, my gosh, you guys, the Platinum Jubilee. I wish that I would have been at the Sandringham Estate in Scotland, <laughs> which is where Queen Elizabeth II went to go celebrate her Platinum Jubilee, marking 70 years as uh, as she is the longest reigning monarch in the in, history of the world, in the history of the world and certainly <laughs> in Great Britain. But she was all smiles and there were several different events leading up to this. I loved at the gala the night before the Platinum Jubilee when she wore this gorgeous baby blue Wedgwood color um, dress designed by her royal dresser, Angela Kelly, and she accessorized it with these two brooches that were part of the tiara that was given to her as a gift for her wedding to Prince Philip. So that was a sweet nod to Prince right. Philip. She also wore a triple strand of pearls, which was a gift given to her by her father, King Cute. George IV. So, yeah, I mean, really, really <laughs> sweet kinds of nods to everybody who had deep, deep meaning during her reign as queen. 
I love the queen in baby blue and pearls. She has that combo a lot in terms of evening gown. I think she looks just so beautiful and regal. And it was nice to see her all smiles, even with everything going on in her family. Totally. I mean, but talking about things going on in her family, the amazing news is that she made a statement saying that when the time comes for Charles to be king, that Camilla would be called um, queen consort, Mm -hmm. not duchess consort, which is what I believe she was going to be called because she's a commoner and also a second wife. And that's never happened um, before. (laughs) But Camilla will be called Queen Consort, which was very giving of Queen Elizabeth. And I think says a lot about how the queen and the royal family and maybe the firm overall is trying to mend rifts within the family. Yeah, I guess they're not trying to seem like big bullies and strong arm Charles <laughs> and Camilla out of the throne anymore, even though that I'd like to see the polling numbers on it, that I don't think anyone needs that Charles Camilla combo on the throne, but it's ever. nice of her. Can't ever. we just jump right to William and Kate? That's what the world wants. That is what the I world know. wants. I know forgiveness is like really important and apparently healing, but I'm more like, yeah, let's not give her the title. <laughs> Justice I think she'd be fine without it you know yeah I don't know I think she'd be okay without it and how long is this little rain gonna last anyway like let's be honest well, I don't think just... I think we got the queen for a while longer and then we're gonna just try to get Will and Kate in there like you said I hope so hopefully you know they just give it up after just a nice week so they can just say they had the title but we will have to see Well, let's move on to the most eligible bachelor in Hollywood, Brad Pitt. We have some new source info on all of his love interests. Now, the Likey Lee saga, we've heard from a source that he's bumped into her through music and art buddies a few times. They are neighbors, but that is it. They are friendly neighbors who have been hanging out and he is not bothered by it. She is not bothered by it, but he does have a new flirtation with uh, an iconic girl that I'm very excited about. Mary-Kate Olsen, we heard from a source that they have hung out a couple times. They are both single. And a source tells us that Mary-Kate has had a huge crush on Brad, and a lot of people think they'd make a really good couple. She's generally more drawn to older guys, which we have seen. She loves keeping things low-key and simple, just like Brad does. And they both have a big shared passion for arts and culture. There's a flirty vibe when they're together and a lot of crossover with their social circle, social circles. He's met her a bunch of times at parties and thinks she's very cool and cute. Now, while they're not together yet, a lot of friends think that they might try their hand at dating. And I don't know why I'm very into this coupling of Brad Pitt and Mary-Kate Olsen, but she is into older guys. Brad Pitt barely qualifies as one because he looks so damn good. Um, (laughs) But they do have a lot of the same interests. Uh, Gwen Flamberg, are you okay giving Brad Pitt to Mary-Kate Olsen? I'd actually be super duper into this because here's the thing about Mary Kate. Yes, she is an A-lister, but she's not acting anymore. She's a fashion designer. She is the divorcee of she was <laughs> married to like one of the richest men in France. Like yeah. this is interesting and cool. And I could just see them like hanging out and smoking cigarettes together. Yeah. And you know, she looks good in sunglasses. He looks good in sunglasses. <laughs> I'm totally here for this. I ship this duo. I hope that it goes somewhere. And her last acting role was in Vanessa Hudgens and Alex Beasley. Pettifer's 
beastly <laughs> cover of Beauty and the Beast, where she played a lovely Stevie Nicks inspired witch who lived, I believe, in Central Park. And she was great. She's a great Stevie Nicks witch. Very apropos. I, I imagine she said smoking cigarettes him to ride a horse them going to the museums and like things i don't know about this i think that that would be that would blow my mind that would i mean it was you're blowing my mind just thinking about it um i would need evidence like that is to me that's crazy to me but like i i would i would love it there was a few there was rumors maybe seven or eight years ago there were rumors about mary kate and brad pitt um getting really close at parties because they do share a lot of the same very artsy fartsy friends in new york and they've been at the same parties um but she was never single at the time that these were coming out but i do believe that there is something there for mk not a and brad pitt <laughs> and i you know when they do beastly two with vanessa hutchins i hope they call her and now just when i think of her i think think of her that photo from last year where she's walking in the, the forest with a machete and a beer and it's just so great really proud to share my birth date and year with that legend oh you're lucky i just love Alston twin content will never not be everything to me they're Absolutely. they're my ogs every detail that i can get i will eat up well, speaking of birth dates and, you know, other celebrity stuff, Sarah Huron, tell us a little bit about why the date 2222 means even more to us now than just being a cute number. <laughs> well, baby number two for the uh, Jenner Webster family, in case you forgot, yeah. Travis Scott's last name is actually Webster. Um, for me is a big sis, guys. Kylie gave birth to a baby boy on February 2nd, 2000. Two classic she and witchiness to have the baby on two 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 two. Also, the day after Stormy's birthday, which is interesting. So we're yeah. gonna have a lot of big uh, February celebrations in the Kylie household. Um, it's a boy. We don't know a name yet, but there's a lot of speculation that it's Angel because they're commenting Angel baby and Angel emojis. I feel like Kylie calls Stormy Angel baby, so I don't actually believe that theory. Um, I but do that's because the two two twenty two are the angel numbers. So I think what that the fuck is an angel number? I don't know. I've talked to people <laughs> who apparently do know that it is an angel number in, I believe, Christianity. Um, oh. But they're that they're angel numbers. So I think that since you know she's a believer, I feel like her baby was born on an angel day, even though she calls Stormy her angel baby. This one's really the angel. So I, I definitely think it's going to be angel. I can't wait to find out the name. I just love you guys. That five months. Before this, Kylie wore a necklace that said 222 in a photo Wild. shoot. Oh, she was like planting that Easter egg about the date. And then, you know, maybe it was her due date. And then she said to that doctor at, you know, Cedar sinai that they all go to to have their babies, that she wanted to schedule her C-section on that day. And since she's yeah. a Kardashian, he obliged. That has to be what it was, you know, otherwise there was some Mary Kate Olsen inspired sorcery going on <laughs> that she called on. They threw some sage in a fire and danced around it for her picture perfect due date.
let's talk about other babies. We have a source telling us that Miranda Lambert and her very cute boy toy, former NYPD husband, Brandon, are trying to have um, a baby just following their three-year wedding anniversary. A source tells us that Miranda is finally ready to have a baby with Brandon. Now, he has another child from a previous relationship and loves being a dad and would like to continue to grow his family. Um, but I, we've never heard of Miranda trying for a baby. She was famously married to Blake Shelton for a long time. But now, after three years being with Brandon, they are ready to start their family together. I think this is nice. I feel like Miranda Lambert is one of those celebrities who, you know, we want the best for. She's been through a lot. Her husband left her for this ageless goddess, Gwen Stefani. And I like love that she's starting a family and I'm very happy for her. Are any of you guys Miranda Lambert fans? Would you know a song if it hits you on the head? I mean, Pistolanis, they're kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I do love Hell on Heels. <laughs> oh, I went, I was a big country music fan when I was in college. I definitely like fell off. Um, I still, you know, like my Shania Twain's or my whatever. Ooh, um, doesn't that but really I, counts? I actually went to a Miranda Lambert concert back in the day. Oh, my and God. First reporting on the ground. Yeah. And I met her husband, remember, at, at a bar at yes. a happy hour. We took yes. a shot. I tried to get tea. I did a very bad job because I was a little um, under, overserved. Um, but anyway, he was very nice and didn't take any of my bait, really. But um, Miranda, yeah, she cried. I remember singing that song she wrote with Blake Shelton. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was really surprised when those two broke up. I remember at the time. Um, but pretty, you know. Nice, I guess, to see her and this guy who, when she married this random cop, we were all like, this isn't going to work. And they're still together, potentially starting a family. And him and Gwen Stefani, obviously, are like solid as anything. He's like the stepdad of the year. Who knew? Um, and it's nice when things work out like that, because that was a messy one. So it's nice to see. I would have never if when when that was happening, like 2015, if you would have told me this is how it was going to play out by 2022, I would have called you crazy. I, I think it turned out just right. She found a hot cop at the Today Show, plucked him out of Times Square and right into her life. After she had that like scandal with what Evan Felker, that was a highlight. Yes, Remember that? But, Never forget Evan yes. Felker. What's he up to? Thank you, Evan Felker. I haven't thought about that name in a long time. <laughs> it just came time. to me. Stacy was the wife and he like left her. Oh, that was that was good times at usmagazine.com. That was really good times at usmagazine.com. Who likes Leslie Jones? I do. I love like Leslie Jones. Love, <laughs> yes. love her commentary. In fact, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I agree. Leslie's commentary is better than the actual Olympics. And there was a little bit of drama this week where we thought that NBC didn't like it when they should have been hired her and put her on a real seat. Now, Leslie Jones loves cheering from the sidelines. And Leslie Jones claims she was blocked from commenting on the Olympics on social media. But NBC has released a statement explaining their little gaffe. NBC said this was a result of a third party error. The situation has been resolved. She is free to do her social media posts. Thanks, NBC. As she has done in the past, she is a super fan of the Olympics and we are super fans of her. Well said. Now, Leslie said in her tweet where she thought she was blocked, which I don't really understand. She said, I'm starting to feel like this should be my last Olympics. I live tweet. I know and know another celebrity bitching, she said, but I'm tired of fighting the folks who don't want me to do it. They block my videos and they get folks who think they can do it like me. And I'm tired of fighting them. I love the athletes and they love me doing it. And I know y'all love it, but 
it's just gotten too hard and no one is fighting for or with me. So I guess I'll leave it to the professional, but thank you for your love. She captioned this written statement saying, Leslie Jones does not stay anywhere. I'm not welcome with the hashtag up to y'all now. I was a little confused about this. I don't understand what the third party blocking was right. by NBC. What, what even is this? Why did she think her tweets were being censored? Does this make any sense to anyone? I feel like this is a tech IT issue. I don't understand what happened, but at the start of this hubbub, when it seemed like NBC was asking her not to do her like zany commentary, I thought that was really strange because viewership for the Olympics is so way down. And quite honestly, Leslie Jones's social media brings such hilarious and positive um, attention to the game. So I really didn't understand what was going on. I still don't understand what was going on, but I am really happy that NBC very vocally is standing by Leslie and her commentary. Yeah, me too. Sir Heron, can you put in any insight in this or tell me how much you're bored by the Olympics as well? I actually watched my first Olympic event yesterday. Um, of all time? Some, no. Yeah, yes, Travis, of all time. No, of this this go around. Um, I watched some curling and I watched some men's figure skating. I love um, curling. Yeah, it was. Curling it was, is cool. Yeah, yeah. it was. I, I like to dabble. Like, I'll turn it on or whatever. And then I'll get, like, very invested in that one event. And then I'll, like, forget yeah. about it for two days. Um, so that's just the Olympics on my opinion overall. But with this Leslie Jones thing, it, it, it confuses me. I kind of feel like it's a misunderstanding, like you guys were saying. I think maybe she doesn't doesn't get like copyright issues like you can't like rip someone's audio or like take you know people's photos yeah. the same way we get in trouble for posting people's photos if we don't have permission from the photographer i yeah. don't think nbc was trying to shut her down because like you said i think that was only a positive experience for them they like sent her to the olympics a few years ago um so this kind of makes me feel like she's kind of like crying wolf for no reason i don't really get it like i think yeah. she's more i think she should take it up with mark zuckerberg um or you know whoever runs twitter these Jack days just Jack, yeah because of um it's, I think it's more that than NBC. Copyright infringement. On yeah. That. Okay, that makes a lot that more sense. That makes sense. Thank you, Sarah Heron. Thank you, Sarah Heron. We called IT and Sarah answered. <laughs> Shockingly. Shockingly. As someone who has failed the like phishing seminar of this is fraud, don't click this in real time and had our own IT um, come calling me in a panic, I think this is what happened here. You guys know what it's time for? It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This match will be refereed by Jerry Springer, who is 78 this week. Former politician and judge, Jerry, I couldn't think of anyone better to be a referee. Thank you for being here, sort of. First bout, <laughs> Sarah Huron, up to you. We have Denise Rich. I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw Denise Richards again, is 51 years old versus Paris Hilton, who is 41 years old this week. I you know, know I caught quite... some Paris in love the other day and so many, so many questions, comments and concerns about that, that Carter character uh, that Paris married. But, um, you know, we've seen Denise run from a fight, unfortunately. And I think that Paris yes. is, is not one. She ain't no quitter. So I'm going to give it to Paris, even though Denise is an icon. She did, you know, only make it two seasons on Housewives and Paris is on her like 17th reality show. And that's how <laughs> yeah, I judge who would want to fight. That's good. Denise Richards running away from fights, but not threesomes. So she says, congratulations, Paris Hilton. Didn't see that one coming. Gwen Flamberg, next one is to you. We have actress Jane Seymour, truly legendary ageless beauty and Dr. Quinn medicine woman exactly. is 71 years old this week versus mm -hmm. Alex Borstein. 
who is Lois on Family Guy. And of course, on our favorite show, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is 51 this week. You know, both of these women are super scrappy and super accomplished. I think that they would have like a mutual respect for each other. And I think Jane Seymour would just back out of the ring and give it to Alex Borstein. Oh, that's so nice of Jane yeah. Seymour. She really is yeah. an angel among us. <laughs> well, Kendrax, I like, can't wait for Mrs. Maisel to come back. All right, Sarah, last second, the last one of you. We have Elizabeth Olsen, the uh, lesser known, but in way more recent movies than her sister's Olsen, uh, who is 33 <laughs> this week, versus Megan the Stallion, who is 27 this week. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> I gave you tough ones this week. You honestly yeah. have to think about them. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen, to me, you're always just going to be like the one who was like in the background of the Mary Kate um, and Ashley Straight to DVD. Uh, like, I'm sorry, I never watched <laughs> Marvel sick movies. Um, so, and Mike the Stallion, I feel like, you know, could probably kill all of us um, just mm-hmm. with her and her badassness. So, I, I got to give it to her Hot Girl Summer. Oh, congratulations hot girl wrestling ring well jerry springer says that is okay and you have done a great job referee blew the whistle <laughs> and now it's time for the finale when flamberg paris hilton 41 alex borstein 51 or megan the stallion 27 this is going to be a scrappy one there's going to be a lot a lot a lot of hair pulling but i think we all know that megan v will come out victorious She's going to crush them all in between her knees. So sorry to Alex and Paris, but happy birthday. It's a nice consolation prize. Well, thank you to Jerry Springer for refereeing this and taking time out of his busy schedule. And thanks to my host, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin of Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, guys, do you know what they are? They're just Just like... Uh, feel free to save that make it your ringtone thank you everyone we will be back next week 